Good morning, church. Can we stand up on our feet this morning? There's joy in this house today. And, and you, you may have come in here feeling like, I, well, I don't feel it. I, I don't feel the joy. Guess what? The Lord has joy for you. All you have to do is receive. He's ready to pour out. You just have to be in a position, a heart posture to receive today. So we're going to receive from his joy, whether you're in person or you're watching with us online. Uh, God is ready to pour out on you today. And so this morning, can we just welcome him in with our praise? Uh, there's not going to be a song that we sing yet, but we're just going to lift up our own praise to him. Lift up your own song of praise. Lift up your own song of worship to him this morning because he's worthy. Amen. You're worthy of our praise, God. Come on, lift up your praise. You're worthy of our praise. He's holy, he's holy. God, we thank you for your joy. Oh, we thank you for your joy. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy. I prophesy that this morning there is joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in your life. The Lord's pouring out joy in your life. You may have felt despair, but God has joy for you. He has joy for you today. And so God, we praise you. We thank you ahead of time. We praise your holy name. You are so good. You're such a good father. He's worthy, he's worthy. Come on, lift up your song. He's worthy. He's worthy. Worthy of all our praise. He's worthy. Worthy of all our praise. Oh, oh, he's pouring out joy, 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 joy. Joy, 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 joy. Yeah. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Oh, we come before.
throne. He's worthy, he's worthy. Hmm. Let that be a reminder to you this morning that he holds all power in his hands. He is all power. Nobody else, nothing else has power but almighty God. There is nothing in this world that holds power but him. Let that remind you this morning. The enemy has no stronghold or anything that he can do to you because he holds no power. The power is God's and only his. God, we thank you for that this morning. We declare it this morning that you are almighty God sitting on your throne above the earth. You are good. You are a good, good father. Come on. Can you just give him some adoration right now in this place? Give him some adoration because he is worthy of it all. God, we give you adoration and praise because you're worthy. You're mighty. You're all so good. You're so good. We worship you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you. We love you. We love you. Worthy Father. We're going to be declaring some things in these next few songs. And if you are declaring something in your home, would you join us at this altar and just claim your territory this morning? Step out of your comfort zone this morning and declare that you are going to win because it was already won for you. And you're just standing in that victory today. So if you are claiming something in your home, we're going to sing these next two songs. And we are going to declare, we're going to march on the enemy's camp and take back what he tried to steal because he can't take from us. It's ours. God gave it to us. We have full authority with him in our hearts. And so this morning, Father, we're going to declare some things. And once you come and declare and let's stand and do what only we can do in uh, unity with the Father this morning. God, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We're declaring things this morning, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Worthy, worthy. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we declare it this morning. You're good. Oh, you're great. And you're mighty. You can do anything. Oh, you're great. And you're mighty. Can do anything, nothing's impossible. You're great and you're mighty. You can do anything, yeah. You're great and you're mighty. You can do anything. Come on. You're great and you're mighty. You can do anything. Yes, he is. You're great and you're mighty. You can do declare
don't be discouraged this morning. Even when I don't see you working, even when I don't feel you working, you never stop, never stop working. Come on, he's working on your behalf this morning.
hands all over this place. Thank you, God. <laughs> we thank you, Father, that you're mighty, that you're above it all, that there's not one thing, Father, that you don't care about, nothing too small, nothing too great for you to accomplish in our lives. And so this morning, Father, we thank you for meeting us here. We thank you for your spirit that rests on us like a comforter, Father, giving us peace. Come on, receive these things this morning. We thank you for your peace, Lord. We thank you for your joy, Father, for your love, for your comfort, Lord Jesus. We claim them all, God, and we say, Lord, we are here. We are ready to receive everything and all that you have. We take all blinders off, we take all blockers off. And we say, Father, come and speak to your children. Come on, give them permission to speak to you this morning, God. Before Pastor Greg gets up here to speak, Father God, we give you permission to speak directly to our hearts. Penetrate us this morning. Let all walls be down, let our guards be down, Father. Clean out the things that need to go. Convict us this morning, God, so we can be better. We wanna be the best we can be, Lord God, because we're your creation, Lord, and you made us perfectly in your image. So this morning, God, we let go. We let go of all control. Come on, can you just let it go? We let go of all control. I know that's hard, but guess what? He's perfect. He'll never lead you astray. And so this morning, God, as we go on,
that you have for us, Jesus. It's your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, give it up for Jesus this morning. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He brings some announcements this morning. You can find your seats. Amen, amen. Hey, welcome to the Power Place this morning. How's everybody doing? Good. Just all right. I know this presence is heavy. It's thick. Feels like we just got done Thanksgiving dinner. And that's the way it should be. When you come into the presence of the Father, you have the right to walk down the bar and take all of the food. You can go down the countertop, take yourself some mashed potatoes and gravy, get yourself some turkey and some cream corn, some sweet potatoes with some marshmallows on top. Some bread for Pastor Greg. Some bacon-wrapped shrimp. It's your choice. And here's the thing. Uh, you know, yesterday at the Thanksgiving party, the, the food ran out. His food never runs out. You can go up for seconds and thirds and fourths and fifths. And, and this, is, this is the problem with the church. We go through one time, we're like, I'm content, I feel good. No, 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 no. Stuff yourself with his word. Stuff yourself with his presence and watch what God does when you overpack yourself with him. See, I want to be the kind of Christian that when I walk around, rolls fall out. Turkey falls out. I want to be the kind of Christian that when I walk around, things start falling out for other people to be able to take. Hey, I was having a bad day until I ran into you. I took a bite of that, that bread and that was good. And I appreciate you coming into my presence with the Holy Spirit attached to you so that I could get a little bit of it. Enough of this, enough of this, when I come into your presence, I feel drier when I leave. I feel more drained when I leave your presence. I can't stand when I'm around people when I leave, I feel sick. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so winded from just talking. They suck the life right out of me. And a lot of you hang out with people like that all week. So by the time you get here, you're so desperate for turkey and mashed potatoes that all you wanna do is sit and soak. And God's like, wait, 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 I called you here for battle. This isn't the time to be stuffing yourself with, with just being able to sit and receive. You need to be here with a warrior mentality to go beyond your comfort level so that you can build my kingdom. This is about building his kingdom. And when we get that mentality, when we, when we come here, not for Pastor Greg, when we come here, not for, for, for all the staff, no, we don't come here for each other, we come here for him. Then when we get offended by something, we won't leave the church. Because we're not here for someone, we're here for him. Does that make sense? Do you hear me? Do you hear me? So I, I, I want us to get a, the attachment of people away from us. Just come here for his presence. We're here for his presence. Be thankful that this church, all we care about is his presence. The reason we exist, the power place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to be empowered by his spirit and his word so that you can go engage with your world. That's why we exist, that's why we're here. One of our values here at the Power Place is obedience. We talked this morning in Dream Team. 
one of your first acts of obedience this morning was showing up to his house to praise his name. It's an act of obedience. It's why we get out of bed in the morning. We get out of bed in the morning to honor him. We say, God, you're number one, and everything else just falls into place. When you're number one, everything else just falls into place. Amen? Amen. So eat today. Eat some Thanksgiving dinner. It's here for the taking. I got some announcements this morning. Uh, we've got uh, uh, the Power Place Academy, first of all, uh, next door. Can we just give it up for our teachers, our assistant teachers, our aides, everybody that's a part? Do we have, uh, is, is Mrs. Sheehan here? There you go. She's right here. We got Debbie Grandizio right here. You can stand. Sarah Palka right there. You can stand. We got, we have, these are all of our specialist teachers. I know uh, Ashton Standage uh, stand is, is away. Um, but yeah, no, no, keep standing, keep standing, keep standing, because we want to honor you. Keep standing, keep standing. Come on. Yeah, right here. Everybody just look at, at Miss Sheehan because she doesn't want it. It's perfect. Sarah Reynolds, is Sarah Reynolds here? Is she in the house? No. I, I want you to know, like, Sarah Palka teaches uh, music. Debbie Grandizio, Miss Sheehan, they teach Bible. Um, Ashton Standage leads, uh, leads our art. Uh, Sarah Reynolds leads uh, Bible for our kindergartners. And they, they do an incredible job. And I just want to honor them this morning and say thank you because they sacrificially give to teach our kids. Come on, can we give it up for them? Thank you. Thank you. Okay, now you can sit. It's powerful. It's powerful what our, our students are learning um, and getting involved in the word of God. Also learning, um, even, even through music, just the, the impact of worship, the impact of music, the impact of entering in. And God's doing it. He's doing it in an incredible way. Um, we're already planning and having uh, school meetings for the 2023-2024 school year. And um, so if you are interested in, uh, in applying for uh, a position here at the, uh, the Academy for Your Children, um, go ahead and you can send uh, an email to bill at thepowerplace.org if you want any information about enrolling your student in 2023-2024 school year. Uh, we're excited about what God's doing and everything that's coming from that. We also have a bake sale coming up December 11th. Um, you can start supporting. Uh, we're going to be supporting missionaries uh, in Indonesia. We're going to be doing House of Hope um, and uh, also Tim and Kelly Pollock. And uh, I mean, it's so many, so many good things that we're sowing our money into. Remember... Sowing seed is important, but sowing seed into good soil is more important. When you release seed just to release seed, that doesn't bring back a harvest. You, gotta re you have to release seed into the right soil. And so we're, we're, we're picking and choosing wisely what this house chooses to sow into because we want to reap a harvest of, of, of greater. And we know that by sowing into Tim and Kelly Pollock, we're going to see a harvest in Indonesia. Amen. We know by sowing into House of Hope, we're seeing students be raised and sent kingdom-minded. Amen. That's good soil. That's what we want to sow into. And so we believe that what God's doing is incredible, and we want to be good stewards of what we have. Amen? Amen. Come on. Can we uh, just, just be obedient with our giving this morning? I, I want you to know we, we have a box on the, on the wall to give. You can give via snail mail. You can give uh, via text, 84321. God is so good. I would never want to withhold my seed. We, we have a mentality here at the power place, and, and it's, it's we don't give to get, but we actually get to give. And so it's not ours to begin with. It's his, and so we just get to give it back. Are you going to be stewarding what you have well? Today's the test. 
Every, every time we're, we're in front of his, 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 his face, every time we're in front of him, it's that test. Are we going to give back to him what's his or are we going to be known as keeping and stealing from the Father? And I, and I tell you, this is a challenge for us as a church. Let's be obedient with what he's entrusted to us. Amen. Amen. Come on, Jesus, we love you and we thank you, Lord. We thank you for who you are and what you're doing, Lord. We thank you for where we're at, Lord, but we're not content here. We want more. Lord, I pray that you would uh, push us, God. I pray that you would expand us, Lord. We speak expansion in the last days of 2022 in this house in Jesus' name. We love you and we thank you, Lord. And everybody said amen, amen. amen. Hey, can we give it up for the head of this house, the shepherd, Pastor Greg. Amen. What a privilege to be in God's house today. It's warm in here. Aren't you thankful for that? We have heat. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Taylor Propane. Amen. We have a lot to be thankful for. Yesterday, our family Thanksgiving meal, Pastor Jeremy and Priscilla, oh, those guys are killing it. They're such a blessing to this house. Amen. If you see them today, thank them for all that they're pouring into your children your grandchildren, your families. God is using them to raise up another generation that is wholeheartedly going after God with everything. Amen. Amen. I decided to bear my scar today. Excuse me if you have squeamish things. I apologize ahead of time. If you're okay with it, it is what it is. I had some stuff removed, and uh, it's healing up. Get my stitches out this week, so I'm excited about that. Amen. And praying that my hair grows back. <laughs> you never know. It decides to turn loose and go away whenever it wants to, so we'll see what happens. A guy bought a wife, his wife a piano for her birthday. A few weeks later, his buddy asked how she was doing with it. Actually, said the guy, I persuaded her to switch to a clarinet. Really? How come? Says, said, well, you know, with the clarinet, she can't sing. <laughs> it's not the way it is here at the power place. We believe you should make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Even if you can't sing, belt it out because you're not singing for us. You're singing for him. Amen. So man decided that he was going to go on a, a ride, ride his 10-speed speed bike from one city to another. He got as far as the mountains, but it just became too much. He couldn't go any further. So he stuck his thumb out, but after three hours, he hadn't gotten a single person to stop. Finally, a guy in a Camaro or, or Corvette, sorry, a guy in a Corvette pulled over because the Corvette, never mind. A guy in a Corvette pulled over and offered him a ride. Of course, the bike wouldn't fit in the car, so the owner of the Corvette found a piece of rope lying by the highway, tied it to his bumper, 
tied the other end of the bike and told the man that if he got to going too fast, honk the horn on his bike and he would slow down. <laughs> Everything went fine for the first 30 miles. Suddenly, another Corvette blew past them. Well, not to be outdone, the Corvette pulling the bike took off after the other. Short distance down the road, the Corvettes, both going well over 120, blew through a speed trap. The police officer noted that the speeds from his radar gun, he radioed the other officer and said, I had got two Corvettes heading this way at over 125 miles an hour. Then he said, and you're not going to believe this, there's a guy on a 10-speed bike honking to pass. <laughs> Be careful who you attach yourself to. Amen. In one of my daily encounters this week, I, I was reading Hebrews chapter 13, verse 14. And what the writer of Hebrews says is something that just resonated in my spirit. It says, for this world, somebody say this world. This world, this world is not our permanent home. Some of us are putting down stakes. We're, we're investing everything we've got into this world. But the writer of Hebrews reminds us this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Therefore, and what's the word therefore? Because you got to ask what's it there for? Because it's taking one thought, moving to the next thought. He says, this world is not our permanent home. We're looking forward to a home yet to come. Therefore, therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. If we would get a hold of that one scripture right there, it would change most of our lives. We would recognize that everything we got going on here is temporary, not permanent. And so because of that, we understand that we have a God and we declare our allegiance to him. And so it, it just bursts forth out of us praise to his name. Not... Love you, Jesus. Something happens when you recognize everything you can see is temporary. Everything you can see is temporary. Look at your hand, temporary. Look at your neighbor, temporary. Look at this building, temporary. It's all going away. Peter reminds us that the whole earth is going to be burned up with fire, but please do recycle. Okay? I'm sorry. Everyone's worried about the earth. Destroying it. But guess what? If you understand the word of the living God, you understand everything you see will be burned up by fire. 
because we're getting a new heaven and a new earth. Does that mean we destroy and don't take care of things? No, it doesn't mean that. We're not trying to hasten that, okay? We're taking care of, I, I believe God won't bless you with something else until you take care of what you've got already. And I've watched that in my life. As I take care of things, God blesses me with more because he wants us to be good stewards. Stewardship's a big deal to God. But there's also that other side where you recognize nothing I see is going to be forever. How many of you had a favorite car years ago? You still have it? No. What happened? Well, life. Life happens. And, uh, yeah. So we're looking forward to a home yet to come. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God. Offer a continual sacrifice of praise to God. Proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Amen. That was for free. Aren't you enjoying your daily encounters? Is God speaking to you on a daily basis? That's... That's what's so vital is that each of us don't rely on just Sunday. We, we recognize we can connect with the Father every single day of our life, every day, every day, even Saturday. It's possible. Amen. Our core value this week is obedience. And I remind you, as Pastor Isaiah said, obedience is the key to life. Say that with me. Obedience is the key to life. Say it again. Obedience is the key to life. Even in using our spiritual gifts, we've, we've got to obey his still small voice. We, we obey the nudge of the Holy Spirit. We, we live by the nudge. And it, it's always a prompting, never a demand. It's a nudge. It's not a push. It's just that gentle, still small voice kind of nudging you in the right direction, nudging you to do what you know you need to do, nudging you to speak, nudging you to serve, nudging you to teach. Nudge. It's a nudge. And so obedience is the key to that. And I would say to you that... Uh, if, if you'll begin to live by the nudge and obey what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, you'll finally step into what I like to call real life. Some of us are just existing because we're not listening to the, the voice of the Holy Spirit. We're just kind of making it through. And life doesn't have much meaning for us. But when you live by the nudge of the Holy Spirit as a child of God, you find yourself doing things you never do because you'd be afraid to, because you wouldn't, wouldn't feel able or equipped or have the ability. And, and so as we live by the nudge, we, we, we move into real life because obeying the voice of the Lord will be the wildest ride of your life. telling you. People who tell me Christianity is boring, I look at them, I'm like, you have no idea. You must not be living in Christianity because 
It's the wildest ride you've ever lived. The power place exists today because we listened to and obeyed the nudge of the Holy Spirit. He didn't force us to come here and start this church. We weren't pushed into doing it. He just nudged us. And it, he would wake me up in the middle of the night. Back in those days, I didn't have a cell phone that I could take notes on. And so I had a pad and a pen next to my bed. And as he would nudge me and speak things to me, I would write them down. One of the things I wrote down was the power place, the name of the church. And when all my advisors told me, you can't name a church the power place, I said, well, that's a problem because that's the name that God gave me. Well, no one will come. I'm looking at a few who have come. See, it, it's being obedient. Obedience is the key to life. And if you'll obey, obey the voice of the Holy Spirit, what a wild ride you'll live. And here we are many years later uh, being obedient to his voice and continue continuing that, that life of obedience. As he leads, we follow. As he leads, we follow. And some of you have ignored the nudge for so long in some areas of your life, just feel the Holy Spirit saying that to me, that you have okayed your lifestyle because you, you're, you're searing your conscience. God gave you a conscience. He gave you the ability to hear quickly and speedily and the ability to obey, but when you disobey time after time after time after time, you, you sear your conscience and you don't hear anymore. You don't hear in that area. And so you, you live in less than favorable circumstances because you're not willing to obey the nudge. Take that for what it's worth. I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to someone today. You've, you felt like, hey, I'm okay because I'm still alive. And God said, I've nudged you in that area. You need to listen to me because it's a pathway and it leads somewhere. And you're headed down that pathway and it's going to be difficult to get off of that pathway without a miracle. And you're taking yourself out of position for that miracle. The woman with the issue of blood, she spent all she had. She invested money to get better. She went to every group to get better. She signed up. She went to the doctor day after day, took all of her money and all of her investments. Then she recognized Jesus is the only one, and so she humbled herself pushed through the crowd, got down on her hands and knees and, and basically crawled because she knew if I could just get near him. There was something inside her nudging her to, to, to go in that direction. So as she did that, she found her miracle. 
I've got a text this week from uh, Jill Scannell. Jill just went to the uh, Will's eye doctor, eye, eye specialist. She's, she's got all these tests she has to accomplish. And it wasn't looking so good for a while. A year ago, we were contending for your life. This week, she passed all the tests. This week. Come on. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ah. My God's still working miracles. Hallelujah. We rejoice with you. Greater days ahead. Last couple of weeks, um, three weeks or so, Matt Doughton's been failing physically. And last Sunday, we got together, many of us began to intercede for a miracle in his behalf. I don't see him here, but I know he's getting better because I've, I've talked to him. So Sunday, I went to his house. He wasn't there. I said, Matt, I'm at your gate. I'm praying for you, praying for a miracle. I wanted to come lay hands on you personally. About 20 minutes later, he texts me back. He says, I'm up in a tree stand. As you guys were praying for me, God began to give me strength. I got my appetite back. He said, I, I felt like, Man, I need to get out of this house. God's still in the miracle working business. I don't know what you need, but receive it today. Don't leave without the blessing God has for you. Hallelujah. We're in a series. Oh, man. I'm just getting started. I apologize. I, I preached over an hour last week and um, didn't even realize it. I didn't know that was happening. So I'm going I'm to try to do not, not do that today. I can't guarantee, but I'm going to try. Romans chapter 12, we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Romans 12, 3. For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Rather, think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. So I would say there are two, two sides to this sword. A lot of people think more highly of themselves than they should. And then you've got the other side where a lot of people think more lowly of themselves than they should. You've discredited yourself. You've decided I'm not usable. God can't ever use me. I, I've got nothing to offer. And I would say to you, God has given you faith. And so be sober, have a sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Do what God's called you to do. Okay? Don't push everything off on everybody else. For you, as you wake up in the morning, you need to, to speak the life of God over yourself. Speak the word of God. I am a child of God. I am, 
I am above and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored. Rodney? Every time I see Rodney Chopper, how you doing, Rodney? I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm a son of the living God. Amen. Speak that over yourself. Speak that over your children. Speak that in your household. Verse 4, for just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. Somebody say function. It, it, the gifts are about function. It's not that you're more than or less than. It's about how do you function best in the body of Christ. That's what the gifts are for. We need each other. Look at your neighbor and say, I need you. Look at your other neighbor and say, I need you too. We need each other. Because we need to function together, and as the body functions together, things begin to happen. Miracles take place. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you're valuable. Verse 5, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts. According to the grace given to each of us, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance to your faith, with your faith. I, I understand that at the ladies' meeting on Tuesday night, there were some prophetic words that were spoken, a prophetic prayer that was prayed over the people. And, and uh, God uses the gift of prophecy. So, well, I don't ever see it. Well, you need to get in the right place at the right time. Be obedient. Obedience is the key to life. I'm tired. I know. But obey your spirit rather than your flesh. I can't tell you how many times I've showed up at things when I didn't want to. And that obedience brought me a blessing that I wasn't expecting. Didn't even know I needed it. Anybody else? You, you know. You know this is true. And so as you obey the nudge of the spirit, Man, it would have been easy to sleep in today. It's cold outside. Like wind chills in the 20s. Really? November? And, but, but you push past that. What your flesh doesn't want to do, your spirit nudges you to do. And so you receive the blessings that you can't get any other way. God always has something for us if we'll just obey. Obedience is the key to life. It's not just a saying, it's the truth. And some of you, you know, you may be, be living in sin and God's been nudging you to get out of that and, and you're just like, nah. And you have no idea on the other side of your obedience what God has for you. That disobedience is, is keeping you tied up and locked up. You, you're missing out. I'm telling you, you're missing out. Even in giving, in tithing, some of us are not obeying God, and so we're missing out on the blessings, and we don't even know. We think we got it all together. We think we're all that in a bag of chips. And, and yet God has so much for us that he wants to bless us as we obey him. So obedience is the key to life. I better quit. No, I better, I better get going fast. Here's what I got, here's what I got to do. Okay. 
We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesying according to your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. I remind you, Jack Hayford said, Jesus gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit, yet when the Spirit comes, he is loaded with packages. He desires to release much more in us and through us than we could ever imagine. These gifts are given for delivery, not for accumulation. Given for delivery, not for accumulation. We receive them to pass them on to others. So as last week as we, we talked about prophecy, teaching, and serving, I remind you God's word is prophecy. So begin to speak the word of God over yourself. Prophesy what is coming as you obey the prophetic words spoken over you. Prophesy the word of God over your family, over your husband, over your wife, over your children, over your workplace. Prophesy. And then partner with the prophetic word to see its fulfillment. Steward well you, what you've received. You've got to partner with the prophetic word. You, you don't just hope it's going to happen. You steward it. You partner with it. You do what you need to do. I did ask for permission, but... A few years ago, Jim Dolinger wasn't here. I didn't ask you, Jim. Sorry, I asked Donna. He's looking at me like, you didn't ask me for permission. <laughs> what are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> and Donna would come to us and say, what, what do I do? What do I do? We say, you got to fast, you got to pray, and we're going to ask you to anoint everything of Jim's not so he can see it. We don't want him looking around, what's all the oil over the house? What oil's on my pillowcase? What, what in the world? How long did it take, Donna? Four years. Don't grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap a harvest if you don't faint. Amen. Hallelujah. But she partnered with the prophetic word of God who says you and your household shall be saved. Come on. You got to grab a hold of the promises of God and partner with it. Do what you need to do to see it brought into fulfillment. So week after week, Jim shows up, but he's full, full of the Holy Spirit of the anointing of God. He's a light in his workplace. He's changed. I mean, if you knew him before, the man's changed big time. Praise God. You say, well, God can't do that in my situation. Okay, stay there then. But he can and he will as you prophesy and partner with the prophetic word of God and do what you need to do, steward well what you've received. And then share your story, your testimony. Your testimony is powerful. It's a prophetic declaration of what 
God has done for you, and you're declaring he can do it for somebody else. As we share that story today, that's a prophetic declaration. That can happen in your family. That can happen in your house. That can happen. If God did it for her, he'll do it for you. If God changed him, he can change your, your spouse, your person, your Prophecy is hearing and speaking God-inspired God words, words that encourage, words that strengthen, words that comfort, words that edify, that build up, that exhort and bring consolation. And I would challenge all of us to become so familiar with the voice of the Holy Spirit that we can pick it out in a crowded, noisy room. Maybe a lot of stuff going on around you, but there's that still small voice, that nudge of the Holy Spirit of God. Become so familiar with his voice. Your world needs you to show up. I'm telling you. The people you work with, the people you hang out with, they need you to show up prophetically, anointed by God. They need you to speak into their lives. And then teach by your words, but mostly by your example. Show them how. Don't just tell them how, show them how. And serve diligently with the strength that God supplies. If you don't serve with the strength God, that God supplies, you'll, you'll burn out. And, and let me just say this. Serve, serving is a gift, but it's also, I believe, it's a mandate for every child of God. If you don't have a servant's heart, you're not going to make it far. You, each of us have to have a servant's heart. We, we've got to, you need, let me just say this. Let, let me just say this a hundred million times, okay? You need to serve in this house. You need to serve in this house. You serve the Lord by serving in this house. If all you do is consume, come and consume and judge, because when you're a consumer, you're a judge as well. Well, they could have done that better along wrong with those donuts they got out there? <laughs> Coffee just, ugh. And, and if you're not serving, you don't know what goes into everything. Every human being who's able needs to serve. Amen. First Peter 4, 7, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert of sober mind that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So let, 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 let me deal with the next four 
gifts of the Spirit, and I won't take long. My wife is holding my feet to the fire. She's good at it. Romans 12, 6. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it is to give encourage, if it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Interesting. So if your gift is to encourage, then give encouragement. First Thessalonians 5.11, therefore encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you're doing. Hebrews 3.13 says, but encourage one another. Notice both these scriptures say one another. It, it, it's for mutual encouragement. Encourage one another day after day after day after day. As long as it is still called today. Is it still called today? Yeah, day after day after day. So that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Sin is deceitful. And to not be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin, you need to encourage one another day after day after, but I'm tired, day after day after, every single day after. Because it's daily stuff. That's the crazy thing about life. Life is so daily. I mean, what you did this morning, you're going to have to do tomorrow morning. Right? Brushing your teeth once doesn't last. I'm telling you, some of you need to know that. Daily. Taking that one shower in the month, no, it's not going to make it. No, daily. Washing that, daily. And so the writer of Hebrews says, encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Sin is so deceitful. It, it will make you think you can go down a path and be okay and never pay the consequences. Those who dance with the devil are going to pay the consequences. It's deceitful. It doesn't tell you up front what it's going to cost you. It'll take you farther than you ever thought you'd go. It'll cost you more than you ever thought it'd cost you. Sin is deceitful. It'll lie to you. It'll lie to your face and say, it's all right. It's okay. No big deal. Go ahead. Go ahead. You've been like this your whole life. Go ahead. You need somebody to encourage you. What does that word encourage mean? It means to pour courage into Pour courage into. You can do this. With the Lord's help, you can do this. 
In the Greek, it means to call to one side, call for, to summon, to encourage, to strengthen. And I would say we really do need each other. We need, we need one another speaking into our lives, even the hard stuff, okay? You need someone encouraging you with hard stuff. So he says if your gift is to encourage, then, then give encouragement. Don't, don't be selfish with your gift. Everyone you come in contact with should be a recipient of your encouragement. They've got, they need to leave your presence built up with courage poured into them. Strengthened just by being around you. Because remember, every gift is to be given away for the benefit of others. So pour courage into one another. You can do this, and I'll help you. Just come alongside one another and speak Pour courage into one another. Secondly, the gift of giving. If your gift is giving, then Paul says give generously. Don't be stingy with your giving. Give generously. Christy gives all of our money away. Because she gives generously. She came home Tuesday night from Ladies Bible Study. She said, I gave some more money away. Come on, babe. She said, no, seriously, the Holy Spirit told me to. And I said, praise God. Go for it. She said, can I have some of your money? I said, absolutely. Because generosity is God's character. It's who he is. God so loved that he gave. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And you can't outgive God. You just can't. He's got a much bigger shovel. You, you start shoveling out the front, he'll shovel it back in the back. You can't outgive God. It, it's not possible. We've tried. There are times when... when and, the word generous in Greek means brave gift. Okay? Generous, brave gift. And I would say maybe you're not being generous until you've given a brave gift. Like you're scared to death, but you're going to let your bravery rise to the point where, okay, God, if you don't supply this, I don't know what we're going to do. And, and so... That's where we want to live, as, as God's people, as reflections of his character. Okay. Uh, David was preparing to build God's temple, First Chronicles uh, chapter 29. And King David said to the whole assembly, My son Solomon, the one whom God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. The task is great because this palatial structure is not for man but for the Lord God. With all my resources, I have provided for the temple of my God. Gold for the gold work, silver for the silver, bronze for the bronze, iron for the iron, and wood for the wood, as well as onyx for the settings, turquoise stones of various colors, all kinds of fine stone and marble, all these in large quantities. Besides, in my devotion to the temple of my God, I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver for the temple of my God. Over and above everything, I have provided for this holy temple. 3,000 talents of gold, gold of Ophir, and 7,000 talents of refined silver for the overlaying of the walls of the buildings. 
for the gold work and the silver work and for all the work to be done by the craftsmen. Now, who's willing to consecrate themselves to the Lord today? Then the leaders of families, the officers of the tribes of Israel, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, and the officials in charge of the king's work gave willingly. Somebody say willingly. They gave willingly. They gave toward the work on the temple of God 5,000 talents, 10,000 derricks of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze, and 100,000 talents of iron. If you added all that up to today's standard, it'd be in the multi-millions of dollars. Anyone who had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the temple of the Lord in the custody of Jehiel, the Gershonite, or Bill, the administrator guy. Because they trusted him. And I'll just pause here and say thank the Lord for who he sent us on day one of the power place. Bill Grandizio showed up on day one of the power place, committed to this house, been here ever since. And God has anointed him to cover and carry the finances and the school and everything else that he does. Thank you, Bill. What a gift you are. Verse 9. The people rejoiced at the willing, willing response of their leaders. For they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced greatly. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. As the leaders lead, I'll tell you this. We, we do a first fruits offering every year. Our staff the people on this staff of this church are giving more than anybody else in this church. You don't know that. It's behind the scenes. I'm going to tell you today, step it up. Don't let them lead that way. Be generous. That's silence. Wow. Be generous. But as the leaders led, people rejoiced at the will and response of their leaders. It's not like I said to them, you have to give this amount of money. No, they prayed about it. They said, we're going to sacrifice every single week of our life because we believe in the mission and vision of this house. They had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. Not given to man, given to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced greatly. Verse 10, David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly saying, Praise be to you, Lord, the God of our father Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. Oh, get that. Wealth and honor come from him. You are the ruler of all things, and your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we've given you only what comes from your hand. 
We're foreigners and strangers in your sight as were all our ancestors. Our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. Lord, our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name comes from your hand. And all of it belongs to you. And I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. All these things I've given willingly with honest intent. And now I've seen with joy how willingly your people who are here have given to you. Lord, the God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, keep these desires and thoughts in the hearts of your people forever and keep their hearts loyal to you. And give my son Solomon the wholehearted devotion to keep your commands, statutes, and decrees and to do everything to build the palatial structure for which I have provided. And David said to the whole assembly, Praise the Lord your God. So they all praised the Lord, the God of their fathers. They bowed down, prostrating themselves before the Lord and the king. You got to give generously because it's all God's anyway. So he says, if your gift is giving, then give generously. Give that brave gift. Number three, if your gift is to lead, do it diligently. Diligently. Don't be slack in your leadership. Lead well. Reflect the Lord in your leadership. Lead diligently with integrity because people are following you. And I would say to you, where are you leading them? Where are you leading the people who are following you? Lead well and lead diligently. Number four, if your gift is to show mercy, interesting twist here. Instead of saying, be merciful, he says, do it cheerfully. Why does he say that? Well, don't grumble because you always have to show mercy. Because if your gift is mercy, then you're going to be a lightning rod for those who need mercy. Think about it. They're going to be drawn to you like flies. You were made for this. Do it cheerfully. Mercy in the Greek means to help one afflicted or seeking aid. To help one afflicted or seeking aid. People who are afflicted or seeking aid will be drawn to you if your gift is showing mercy. So the Apostle Paul warns us, merciful people, do it cheerfully. Don't get jaded. Okay? Don't grumble. You were made for this. You were designed to show mercy. Do it cheerfully. You're gifted for this. Go for it. Amen. So Romans 12, 6, we have different gifts. According to the grace given to each of us, if your gift is prophesying, prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, serve. If it's teaching, teach. If it's to encourage, give encouragement. If it's giving, give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Stand with me, please. I don't know if you know this or not, but it's Thanksgiving week. We have a day set aside every year just to pause 
and to give thanks to the Lord for all he's blessed us with. Grateful hearts change everything. Grateful hearts change the atmosphere. So be grateful this week as you gather together. Thank the Lord for all he's blessed you with. He's been good to you. You're here, you're breathing. He's been good to you. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, give thanks in all circumstances. He doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances because all circumstances aren't going to be good. But you know, as a child of the living God, that he's working all things together for good because you love him, you're called according to his purpose. And so in all circumstances, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I wonder what the Lord's will is for me. Why don't you start there? Give thanks in all circumstances. This world is not our permanent home. We're looking forward to a home yet to come. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Would you just pause for a moment, close your eyes, lift your hands, and begin to thank the Lord. Just begin to thank the Lord. He's been good to you. You're still standing. You're still breathing. You're still functioning. He's been so good. Lord, you've been so good. Oh, I love you, Jesus. All I need is a memory of a victory like a stone in a sling. Like every time that you fought for me, all I need is a memory of a victory like a stone in a sling. Like every time that you fought for me, all I need is a memory of a victory like a stone in a sling. Like every time that you fought for me, all I need is a memory. Just think about what he's done. Of a victory, like a stone in a sling. Like every time that you fought for me, all I need, all I need is a memory. Of a victory, like a stone in a sling. Like every time that you fought for me, all I need is one memory of a victory, like a stone in a sling. Like every time that you fought for me, first came the bear, 
Then came the lion. Now comes a giant. Down goes the giant. First came the bear. Then came the lion. Now comes a giant. Down goes the giant.
Where's your oxygen? No oxygen. Oh. What about how they said you wouldn't be able to just go down the list? See, we're good. Well, they said I wouldn't be here, first of all. Yeah. Um, then they told my husband if I was here, I would be in a vegetative state and need to be 24-hour care in a nursing home. <laughs> and uh, God That's what the experts said. Yeah, it was bad, but God has healed everything. And when you couldn't fight for yourself, you had Kevin, your mom, your kids, this house, who were fighting for you. And it wasn't easy. Can't tell you how many times we talked back and forth. It was like, I don't know what I'm doing, Pat. Help me, help me. And but yet, we realize God is in control. He's able. We fought. We're still standing. you're facing, what seems to be impossible, what the experts are telling you is impossible, can't happen. I, I'm here to tell you that with God, all things are possible. Living proof right here. So this week of Thanksgiving, we're just going to remember some of the things he's done for us. Even if it's just one thing, Go ahead and remember, because that memory is a setup for something else that he wants to do. Amen. Amen. So, before we walk from this place, maybe you're here today and you need to give your life to Jesus. You need to start this miracle process by just saying yes to him, saying, Jesus, forgive me of my sin my life to you. I want to make sure that everything's right between me and God. If, if that's you, I want you just to join us here right now. Step out from where you are because I want to pray with you. I want to see that miracle start in your life. Saying yes to Jesus. Anyone? All over this room. Come on. Don't, don't make us take a long time. Okay? It's already 1130. Seriously. Come now. Come now. And let Jesus change your life just like he's changed our lives. And we wouldn't be here if it weren't for the grace of God. I'm so thankful that as a teenager, I said yes to Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you need to do that because obedience is the key to life. That first step of obedience is going to change your life forever. Anyone? Before we close out. I'm looking quickly. All right. Jill, would you mind praying for us today as we leave? Father God, thank you 
thank you for being here for us. Thank you for giving us strength to face the tough times, walking by our side. Without you, we would be nothing, but you give us everything. Despite who we are or the things we've done, Lord, you, you are everything to us and you've given it all to us. Watch over this this week as we go our separate ways. Continue to let us have ways to bless others. Send things our way that'll just bring people to you and be an example in our lives to show others how great you are. Thank you for this time of Thanksgiving just to reflect and remember all the things we've been given, all the blessings that we have. And I pray that during this time, we just take extra time to thank you and remember all you've given us and all the blessings that we have come from you. In your name we pray, amen. Have a great Thanksgiving. God bless you.